Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Hello, welcome to episode 121 of Thoughts on Thoughts. Today, we have a surprise guest, and the thing is, she's not really a guest. She's a co-host. Welcome back, Taylor Thomas. It's been <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We have missed we you. Before we started recording, uh, Jessica let us know that we have not all three recorded together for our podcast since mm-hmm. last fall when we recorded the Family Stone episode. Yep. Since mm-hmm. 2022. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> yes. But we are happy to be here now. We are mm-hmm. thrilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We've already spent an hour talking before we started recording. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so today we are going to talk about a question that someone messaged us on Instagram, and it was a really good question. We decided we could dedicate a whole episode to this question, and it was basically asking us, how does therapy go? How does the conversation even start? Kind of asking about, you know, what to expect Um, And so we are going to just share with you today what a first therapy session looks like, what you can expect. Maybe it would help calm some nerves or some anxieties to kind of know what you are heading into. So let's do it. Who wants to start us off? I will start. So the first thing with therapy is there's a few different formats, right, that your therapy could possibly look like. Traditionally, there's face-to-face therapy, which is what we all think about when we think therapy. However, nowadays, telehealth or virtual therapy sessions are extremely common, um, almost as common as face-to-face therapy. So we can give you kind of an idea of what both of those look like. Um, So 
what will happen in your first therapy session, and this is after you have reached out to a therapist, talked to the intake person, the secretary has called you, made an appointment, you've scheduled it, and then you showed up at the office, right? So you showed up at this place. Typically, if it's an agency or a place with multiple therapists, there'll be a receptionist there walk up to the receptionist, you say, hello, this is my name, just like you do at any other doctor's office. Tell them who you're there to see. They say, thank you so much. You can go ahead and sit down. You say, okay. And so you sit down and then your therapist will typically come to the waiting room door, open it up. They'll say your name. They won't know what you look like, right? Because they've never met you. So they'll say, is John here? And then you stand up, follow the therapist to their office. Therapist will sit in the designated therapist seat, and then you'll see sit in a couch or love seat. Yeah, don't sit or, in the therapist seat. That would be a major. Don't pop. ever like, do it. No, <laughs> you are running the session. I don't think so. But a lot you get of on the couch where you belong. Yeah, you sit on that couch. No, a lot of therapists. I remember I haven't worked in, in a physical office in a long time, but I remember when I would walk in, I'd always say, I'm going to be sitting right there. You're free to sit wherever you want because there's usually a couple other seating options. So, mm-hmm. and, and the no pressure, but it means a lot where you sit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Isn't that in a like Silver Linings Playbook or something? Yes. Where yeah. he's like, I don't know where to. I don't like know where to go right now. Choosing <laughs> his seat, he's afraid he's gonna like read into it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So then you will apparently sit in a seat that has a lot of meaning, and we will draw multiple conclusions from it. So you go ahead and sit down, and then the therapist will sit down. So that's like the physical part of sitting down into a face-to-face session, which is very similar to like a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment or anything like that. And then at that point, I don't know, we, and this is something that you have to recognize is every clinician is going to do things a little bit different. Everybody has their own style. They all have their own kind of checklist of things that they do first. So what do you guys do right when you sit down for the very first time with a client? Mm. Let me. Mm. It's been a minute since I, I say hello. I, I mean, say hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so for me, what I do personally, well, we can go through each what like what we do because the mm-hmm. first session is this is what you need to know. It's very individualized to your therapist, but any therapist is going to be trying to gather a general symptomatic history history of like your whole life like what we call a biopsychosocial mm-hmm. so like your like your physical health your social health your emotional health all of that stuff so that's like the general goal of the first session and so what however your therapist like goes about it is up to them but generally that first session is not about like digging into the really deep work yet. It's just about like gathering information on you so that they know where you want to go and like creating a treatment plan. So they know what you're there for that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people do get a little bit worried, like the first session, like what I'm going to have to go into all this detail and like my childhood trauma and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, no, no. You can say I have childhood trauma and leave it at that. And the therapist will be like, okay, I will make a note. You don't have to be like, and then this happened with my mother, you know, and you're like Mm -hmm. sobbing and they're like, wow, 
we don't have time to deal with this today, you know? Yeah. So if you're not ready to go there, you don't have to go there. But in general, I will just like sit down and just be like, tell me about yourself. And then we just go from there with Mm -hmm. them talking. And then I will ask questions for clarification. And I will ask questions like if they're missing things, you know? So if they're like, oh, I'm this person and this is what I do. And I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. How did you get into that? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like very much like a conversation with a friend who was only invested in you and not telling them, you know, like it's like the best friendship you've ever had because it's all about you a (laughs) hundred percent. And it might feel a little bit weird if you're not used to that, but it's nice to just have someone like literally listening to you, asking questions, wanting to learn more about you. Mm-hmm. and just going and going and going until the hour is up. And then they say, so nice to meet you. Yes. What yes. time do you want to come next week? Also, mm-hmm. please pay me money. Yeah. Those are generally <laughs> the things, you know, like that that's what I do. You know? <laughs> so I definitely am just like a, let's see where this takes us. And then if like halfway through the session, I'm like, oh, we haven't even talked about like why you're here. Mm -hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, so what brings you in? What do you want to work on? What are you hoping to get out of this? You know, those kinds of questions, but not, you shouldn't be afraid of those questions. Like you need to know. Mm -hmm. Literally, I started therapy this year when the therapist was like, what are you hoping to get out of therapy? I was like, that is a wonderful question. That's a great question. I don't even know. And so I went home and journaled about it. We talked about journaling in one of our latest episodes Mm -hmm. and I journaled about it. And that's when I figured out like, oh, this is what I want to get out of this, you know? So it's okay if you don't know these things, even just being there, having the therapist ask you the question is going to start that introspective process for you, which is really nice, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's what I do. What do you guys do? Yes. I shoot the breeze for an hour and just hope to get (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) And you usually do is my guess. Yeah. No, I, I definitely just kind of do some chit chat. Um, but then, yeah, we do a biopsychosocial. I explain what that is. I explain kind of what you just said, Jessica. And then I kind of turn it over to the client. Like, do you have any questions for me? Do you have any questions about how therapy works? Have you been to therapy before? Like, what are you looking for in a therapist? Mm-hmm. How can I meet your needs? Um, yeah. And so I think if you are going to therapy... You could have some of those questions prepared ahead of time if they're important to you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I want to ask my therapist, what can I expect in meeting with you? Like, what, how do you go about treating X, Y, and Z? Um, Mm -hmm. That's a question you could ask. Um, Because the first session is kind of like an interview, in a sense, for your therapist, right? Like, you're you're getting a feel for them, you're asking them, you know, how would you go about this? How would you work with me? Um, and so, yeah, I think it's fine to kind of be armed with some of those questions. Um, so, yeah, I, I like if I don't have someone ask me those questions, I kind of volunteer them mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case like someone's hesitant to ask. Um, because I think the first session can be a little nerve wracking, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most of the time it's pretty nerve wracking, especially when you have somebody who's never had any therapeutic history, right? Like they've never been in therapy. 
I feel like I, I'm pretty directive in my, I'm realizing now I'm pretty directive in my first session. This is good. There is something that your therapist will, if they haven't, um, gone through this in the consultation, if you have had like a consultation with them, they'll do this in the first session. They'll talk about confidentiality. So just know it's not just like a, just you thing. Like we all do that at some point. And that's talking about like how everything in here is confidential. However, there are three things that are not confidential. And then they talk about, we'll talk about like self-harm. Like if we feel like you're a threat to yourself or others, if there's any child abuse reported, if there's any elderly abuse reported. And then I usually tell them like, if that does come up, like realistically what that looks like if it comes up, like, Hey, if you disclose this, this isn't like a, Hey, hi, gotcha. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, I noticed that you mentioned this. It sounds like this is a safety issue and we need to get somebody else involved and we're going to do that together. Right. So it's like, they'll usually talk about confidentiality with you. And that's just like housekeeping stuff. And then for me, I explained the biopsychosocial assessment and I like to treat mine like like they're telling a story. So I always go chronologically. I don't even ask about presenting problem until the very end of the first session, actually. Um, just to kind of – and again, this is like you tailor this for everybody. So if somebody's like really responding to this, then I keep going with it. But my first question is usually like you're going to tell me about your life and I'm going to ask you lots of questions. But the good thing is, you know, all of the answers. So none of them are going to be hard, you know. So and I tell them how I process things and how I like to start at the beginning. And I say, tell me about your mom and dad. Are they married? Are they not married? Tell me how many siblings you have. Where are you from? And then I move up slowly in their life. And like Jessica said, they give as much detail as they want. Like, and I'm like, tell me who you like, what you were like as an elementary aged child. You know, and they're like, oh, I was really shy or I didn't have any friends or this hard thing happened to me. Or a lot of the times they're like, it was great, great time. And I'm like, awesome. Okay. Tell me about middle school. How were your friendships? How was this? How did your family like? Tell me about high school. Any romantic relationships that we should know that were influential? Tell me about how that was going with your parents and their divorce and da da da. And then I just like go through their whole life kind of. And sometimes, most of the time, that takes the entire session. And then we'll like finish in the next one. And then that's when I go, okay, based on all of these things in this history that you've given me, like you came in for a reason. So what's your presenting problem? What do you want you to work on? And then they'll share their presenting problem and then we come up with a treatment plan from that. Like, oh, okay. And then for me, it helps me. And I tell them this. I say, you're going to tell me this whole story. We're going to talk about this so that later when you're like, oh, this is happening, we can both make connections together where it's like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense because it happened to you in elementary school. So it is like an interview, lots of questions, but you know all the answers and your therapist will just tailor it for you. Like if you're like giving short answers, it's totally fine. That's all you're ready to do. We just keep pushing on and then moving on to the next step. So it's kind of the first session. Yeah. And then for me, like towards the end of the first session, like after establishing what the presenting problem is and the goals that will kind of help us address it, I kind of give a roadmap for the following sessions. Like I would like to see you weekly for the next eight weeks or whatever it is. And then we can kind of reassess at that point how often we want to meet. Um, and then I often will kind of just let them know like, hey, next week when we meet, I'll ask you how things are going. If things happen within the next week that you 
want to bring up and talk about in that session, like that's great. We don't necessarily have to talk about this presenting problem like right away if that's not at the forefront of your mind next week. Um, Because I've just seen, I think sometimes people are like, oh crap, I like set these goals and I came in with this thing in mind. But then as I thought about it more over the next week, that's not actually what I want to talk about in therapy. And I just want to like normalize that things can shift for people and let them feel like they can bring up whatever it is that they want to talk about. Because really, as the client, you run the show, right? Like it's for you and it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So, And that's a really good point because I have had clients like when they've pivoted to something else they'll be like oh my gosh but I I was supposed to work on this and I didn't even I didn't even touch that this week and it's like good as the therapist to be like you know this is your time like this is your time whatever you need to do that's completely fine like KJ said we have this roadmap but we're gonna deviate from it because life is happening while you're dealing with this at the same time and you really only like if if your therapist then reads that week after week as like an avoidance tactic, then they would help you delve into that. But to be like, Oh, this really stressful thing happened. Or like this weird other problem came up this week. That is just normal life and Mm -hmm. to be expected. Mm -hmm. So you absolutely can just come in and be like, here's what's going on. Another thing that is really important to know is that just like when you're at the doctor's office, you sometimes have to advocate for yourself. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If like, you're like, oh, you actually told me we were going to follow up on this. Your therapist is a human who, if they're working full-time, saw 30 people that week. So they might not remember that your homework assignment was this thing kind of a thing, right? Um, But it is also very funny to me when clients like, for the 17th time we're like my friend Tim I'm like I just want to be like I know Tim do you think I don't know anything about your life I am aware of your friend Tim he did this 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 and this you know and so I think it is nice to not like presume but like also sometimes I'm like yeah I I do know that because I do listen I think they assume that I don't remember anything I sometimes forget things but like we there is like a therapeutic gift in a good therapist where they just mm-hmm. remember you just your remember. life. You just remember. Yeah, it's like a weird yeah. thing. But like if they forget something, don't be afraid to be like, oh, hey, you told me to follow up on this. Or like, actually, yeah. I didn't want to talk about, because they might start the session like, we're going with the presenting problem. You're like, oh, actually, I don't want to talk about that. I want to do this. And don't be afraid mm-hmm. to stand up for yourself because that's just, I think, part of being a human in a relationship is that not both people are always completely 100% in tune with what needs to be done, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously therapy for human too. So give your therapist a little bit of room and don't be afraid to be like, Oh, actually that's not what I wanted to be talking about today. Cause yeah. I guarantee a good therapist is going to be like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Let's pivot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. That does sound like it needs to be talked about. You're right. Let's mm-hmm. do it. That kind of a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to normalize that therapy is weird. Like, it really is kind of a weird thing to meet with a stranger that, like, someone you've never met in your life and then just divulge, I mean, as much as you want, but generally quite a bit but like about deep your things. life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and that feels pretty weird at first. And and I think it becomes more natural and normal like as the relationship solidifies, as you build a rapport. But just know, like, yeah, it's pretty weird. And I think mm-hmm. that is pretty universal for everyone mm-hmm. that goes to therapy. And if you find yourself kind of like saying stuff and then in the last 10 minutes you bring up the really hard stuff right when there's just not enough time to deal with it that's super normal and very common Mm -hmm. and it is difficult as a therapist to deal with it every week but it that is like that is a normal process so if you're like oh my gosh I just like can't I don't want to bring it I don't want to bring it and then you're like okay I'm ready I brought it up and then yeah. your therapist is like, so we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Just realize that like that is the normal process. It means you're on your way. You're getting more comfortable with bringing stuff up, which is really good. But if you do bring something up in the last 10 minutes of session, we cannot really get into it, you know, but it's just little things like that. Like that's a normal part of therapy mm-hmm. is to bring up the most important thing at the very end. Like that yeah. is it commonly happens, you know, and you might be like, Oh, I'm so weird. It just takes me so long. You know, there's a lot of stuff like this where you might think like I'm the only client that does this and it's actually pretty patterned, which is mm-hmm. wild that human behavior can be so patterned when everyone is so individual, but that is how it goes a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you're doing something weird, you're probably not. It's probably just a normal part of the process that we've seen several other times that week, usually, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, that is kind of our summary. I hope this was a question that was actually submitted and we thought it was such a valid and important question that we decided to do kind of like a whole episode on it to give as much detail as we possibly could. But that is what you can expect in a first therapy session according to three different therapists. So knowing that it might be a little bit varied, but the building blocks are the same. I think that the takeaways definitely from this are first sessions are going to feel weird and that's okay. It's okay to feel weird about that. Just know that you're building a relationship with another human being. So allow yourself the discomfort that's associated with that and then advocate for yourself. And just like, I always tell people like push through a couple of them, you know, like it's definitely a new sensation. It's kind of weird. Right. But as long as you feel like your therapist is overall supportive and, you know, has unconditional positive regard towards you it's good to hang in for a few sessions to really get get in the swing of things and see if that therapist or that situation is right for you but if you guys have any more questions about this please submit them we'd love to go into it deeper if you guys want to or move on to something else but that is it for today and we'll see ya see ya bye thanks for joining us today 
We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.